0: Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast where we explore the deeper of the human psyche and new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational and the happier and more content. Let's talk about idol worship. It's a favorite topic of mine. I think it's not understood properly by the, by the masses. What's my sense? Though occasionally I meet people and they really, they really demonstrate insight in that, in that regard. Now, I want to step away from the, the customary uh, response of idol worship, of like some sort of like God and then and, and idols that that are in lieu of God and so on and so forth I find that to be very uh very um, distracting from the ultimate uh truth in regards to idol worship so let's let's break let's let go of that let go of God like aspect of it and the ancient form of it and so on and so forth To remember that ancient societies were structured extremely different from every in every level, the social level, the economic level. So ancient societies are are bad examples of, of anything because they they didn't see things how we see. They didn't even think how we thought. That's how our our structure of thinking is is extremely different than ancient societies. They thought with their speech, we think with our minds, it's, it gets, they thought, they didn't have words for their emotions like we do. Emotions were deeper than thought or speech. So when you want to analyze a society that you can't understand how they viewed emotion or their soul which is the source of everything? You should recognize that. You should have some caution in your anal- analysis of 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 those societies pertaining to a specific concept that you want to study. Now, <laughs> idol worship. Let's let's identify the wording and the name of idol worship. Idol is well let's worship first worship is is where the the soul is, is allowed vulnerability towards something beyond normal um, give and take of relationship so let's analyze that We're, we're constantly um, being an individual and also being in a relationship to others. In items, and, and people, and whatever we, we're in contact with, whatever we pay our attention to. So there's this duo between us and our attention, where there's a battle of, of supremacy and uh, Now the individual always tries to attempt to, to be the majority stakeholder because it's an important function because then you could continue your, your attention towards where you want your attention to go. But that duo is important to, to recognize. And that's a life, that's, that's, that's a, a contradiction that we live with and we die with. So once we recognize that the, the meta picture is, is a contradiction, a contradiction of our attention and who we are, our relationships and who we are, we always will give to our attention, but then let go in order to be who we are. Give to the attention, let go to be who we are. Give to the relationship and let go to be who we are. And the same applies with the even the item, right? We're not even talking about people, right? Let's say I, I focus on this rock, right? I'm giving my attention to this rock. Now at some point I want to go and come back to myself. Because I don't want to be a rock. I want to be me. But I want to incorporate the rock and so on. Now the rock, although it can't speak has some sort of relationship with me because the rock, the rock also doesn't want to be a part of who I am. It wants to be a rock. Now I know I'm talking about items that don't move or, or have a living uh, soul of any sort, but when we're looking at it, it does because we're, we're putting our relationship to it and you can't have a relationship with something that's intrinsically not there. You can't have a relationship to nothing and I don't mean nothing as in the emptiness of something. I mean actual nothing, like complete zilch. Like not FS, like no not not zero, just nothing. So in my sense of the relationship I act like the I act like the rock is alive and giving me relationship. Even though the, the rock is not alive in a scientific manner. But we're not talking scientifically, so if we're going to talk about our relationship, then the rock is also having a give and take relationship with me, and I recognize that. Now it for sure is true with humans, you know, you, you can't just give one person all your attention all the time. They will at some point want to withdraw and find their own being. And you want to withdraw to find your own being, and so on. There's the give and take. Now that's the simplistic analysis of the give and take relationship based on the contradiction of the duo between our attention, our our focus, and who we are. And that's that should be straightforward. So, what is worship? Worship is where I am not allowing give and take, but I am letting go of that. And I'm willing to become a part of whatever I'm worshiping. To a point where I'll never try to withdraw to myself. I will let the the object of worship constantly be uh, attention, attention focused, and never try to withdraw from it. It's worship. It's, It's like you're stuck in it. So that being said, let's analyze idol, right? Idol is, right, so you could worship, let's say, you could worship the, let's say, a person, right? You you, you just give them all your attention, never withdraw, right? You're just always giving. But then you need to idolize that person because you're not going to worship, you're not going to, Give all your attention without any withdrawal unless you've, you've found them to be superior and more profound than anything you could ever attain or imagine. And you're willing to just give away that experience of auto- autonomy and being for that experience of, of transcendence. So it has to be idle. It has to be bigger than you. Idol is bigger than you. Let's translate idol as that. Greater than you, more transcendent than you. Not necessarily in a spiritual manner, just bigger than you. Bigger than your imagination. So, addiction is a great example. Addiction is you're you're fully attention-seeking something without any withdrawal. And you find it to be a greater, a bigger picture than who you are. It it has more pleasure than you. It It has everything greater than who you are. Your relationships could be that people where they're better, they're having them is greater than your entire existence, and therefore you're willing to give over that normal uh, experience of being, the normal give and take, in order for you to get that profound experience of life. So that's idol worship. Now, why is it wrong? Pretty pretty clear from my uh, demonstration so far, but let's explain it further. Why, why is idol worship wrong? In the sense that I'm talking about. Well, because you should never be giving over your being to anything, ever. Because you're sacrificing everything for something to receive back to your being but you've already sacrificed it. So the drug addict sacrificed their being for the drug for the heroin in the hope that that heroin will bring them back something. But the problem is they already gave over themselves to the heroin so the heroin won't can't give back anything. So they're They're stuck in the actual heroin because the heroin can't come back to them because they're, they're they've voided themselves. More fundamentally, when you're seeking worship, you have a belief about life that you can't handle. Your experience of being, and you can create your own life, because if you could, then whatever's out there can be experienced for you, right? If you're, if you see, uh, if you see in that person, right? Let's take a celebrity. You see, right? It's a celebrity, it's an idol bigger than you, worship. Meaning I'm not having that give and take, but like you hear these expressions, I love you, I want to marry you, right? There's just there's no there's no, oh let's have a romance, let's let's see if we're 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 fitting for each other. There's just I love you, I want to marry you, right? It's it's worship, complete worship. Um, in the f- deepest sense, it's idol worship. Now, if if you see that person, right, the the celebrity of some sort. And you're willing to give over your entire being to have some experience of their life. What happens is what happens is that you're you're stuck. you're stuck in them because you want that you want their experience you want that attachment to their experience, but you can't experience yourself because you've already gave over your entire self. So you're stuck in them, but you can't experience that goodness that you're seeking out to get. Also, it demonstrates that you don't find your life profound and wondrous as the celebrity. Meaning the celebrity has something that you can never attain and experience. The celebrity. So you find their life to be so profound. But why, what is it about their life that you find profound? Is it the influence of society? Well, why, why can't you have that influence? Why can you develop a sense of that influence? Is it the, is it the power? Why can't you develop that power, right? All the things that you're, you see profound in them, you could, you could access yourself. And even if you can't access, right? Even if whatever limits you've imposed on yourself and you can't access it, you still have a wondrous experience of life that doesn't have to do with fame and influence of society. Why don't you find that to be equally as wondrous? To a point where there's no need to worship because there's no idol, because they're not greater than you. And in fact, there's nothing in society that's greater than you. In fact, there's even God in the aspect of your own experience because it's only through your experience that you could have God and people in this world. So when you limit, when you worship, you're limiting your allowance of, of vitality of experience and the belief that you don't have a wondrous experience of life and you're fundamentally not not fully existent in the sense of, being alive and real. Idol worship is also uh, is also wrong because it distracts. Idol worship is wrong because it distracts. Why does it distract? Because as you worship the idol, you don't get to pursue what you would like to pursue because you've given over everything else. So it distracts you from your entire life. It's a form of death in that matter. As the as the person is saying, I love you, I want to marry you to the celebrity, they fundamentally have nothing else that they're seeking because they're willing to give over their entire essence without any Conversation of romance. So that experience, that 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 demonstrates that they're 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 destroying any pursuit of any f- other form of their life. And when they when they worship, they're negating themselves. It's in their worship, right? If you ever, I recommend you watch a video of of, of c- celebrity worshipers. And you'll find, you'll look at them and look at them with the, this, this conversation in mind. And you'll see, maybe I'll, I'll put a link below um, and you know, find something on YouTube, pretty easy. Um, and watch, watch the people and see them throw away their lives. It seems like they're getting something, but they're throwing away their life. And even if they there's a reciprocation of some sort, from the celebrity they've still thrown away their life and they'll regret it one day they'll for sure regret it and if they don't regret it then they they've never re uh redeveloped their their sense of, of profound profinity in their own beings and they still feel that same sense that they feel they felt when they've reached out to that celebrity in a worship manner There's also another problem with with idol worship. Whoever you're reaching out to is not perfect. Entire nature is filled with imperfections from all beings and, and all forms of existence. Now, I would like to say our experience of God is also imperfect, meaning our view of God is imperfect. We don't see God as God. We see God as our imagination of God, and therefore, in that view, we don't see imperfect. So even in our experience of God, it's imperfect. Now, God Himself, I don't believe, is imperfect. Although we have to redevelop this that word because I think the perfection of the Western modernity is 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 a controlled controlled equality of all parts, and I mean that, like, it's not, it's not soul-like, it's computer-like in that manner, and I think perfection in, 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 in a proper sense is, True expression and true justice. Meaning aiming high but aiming close. But it's it's a... it's actually much more complex in the in the in the proper sense than it is in the the modern sense. In the modern sense it's 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 uh it's this self-annihilation of, of parts of the soul and true expression for, for a, a structure of some. So back to idol worship, when you reach out to, when there's a form of worship happening to the idol, it right, we're saying it distracts It demonstrates to the soul a lack of profundity in their own beings. And also, right, and I was saying, and also whatever you're reaching out to is imperfect. And the fact that you feel that it's worthy of worship means that that is perfect. Because if that's also imperfect, then why would you want to give over your own imperfection for their imperfection? What makes their imperfection better than your own? And why would their imperfection fix yours, right? Who would take heroin if it just th- didn't make them feel good at all? It was just terrible. It would just it would just do 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 the worst to the human being. It would just be excruciating pain. How would that be an addictive drug? How would that get anybody? Right, so it's recognizing that that everything has that imperfection in it. Just like yourself. So idol worship is the totality of assumption towards towards all forms of being, like the celebrity worshipper thinks that the celebrity is perfect in their sense of the word, so they're worthy of worship. Of course, they're they're just human like everyone else. Um, so that's that that's true as well. So let's. Let's summarize a little bit and see where we get to. Idol worship is a demonstration of a lack of complexity towards being in society. It's a lack of intellectual uh, development of the most fundamental questions. It comes in the form of distracting of of your true sense. It comes in the form of acting as if there's a perfection out there. It comes in the form of... destroying the individual... for that experience, for which there's no individual to receive it... because the individual is already destroyed to get that experience. And many others, right? It's, It's truly destructive. Now let's bring it back to spiritual terms so first of all let's i mentioned the celebrity example let's bring a couple more examples because it's important to really put this in practical terms people could become idol worship where they're the answer to your problems they are the the profoundness that you never think you can have items are your idol worship. If if there's no give and take, meaning if you're on a computer and you could go like a programmer who says they they could go 12 13 hours straight, it's a clear form of idol worship because it should be give and take with the computer. Even though it's an object, there's still a give and take. Um well, anything that there's no give and take. Food could be that. If there's no, like, let, let's eat some, let go of some, so so on and so forth. There's just a automatic consumption of everything till till the stomach just begs to stop. Um, and then uh, money, money is a great example where there's no. What does money give me? Let's let me let me find something more than money. Like it's just this pursuit. Well, job is a great example, like career is is a perfect example of idol worship where it's not a give and take where, let me see if it works today, let's talk about it tomorrow, a constant conversation, or rather, this is who I am, this is where I'm going to be. It's like selling your soul to the career. And then you have it on, on a more spiritual basis, right? You have idol worship in, in ideologies where the ideal becomes so important that you give up the, the conversation towards the idea and mark it as the only truth and perfection of pursuit. You have that with um, activism of, of, of modernity where there's this, this lack of conversation to be had with themselves, and for sure, with others, about the idea, because every day you wake up a new person, and you constantly should have that conversation. An idea today might not be an idea tomorrow. It has to, it has to forego, it has to go through the process of filtration if you're gonna if you're gonna live by it, and then it constantly has to be discussed and pursued and walked away from. Important word: walked away from to come back to because just like a relationship you're gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna spend all your energy on your relationship all day long every day that, that's ludicrous you understand that you can't have a functional relationship like that an idea is the same you can't have a relationship with the idea if you're just pursuing it you have to let go of it and say okay let's put it aside for now and see if it pops up again and then discuss it well let's see it from another angle well, i'm a different person now let's find it from this angle then you have it in even more spiritual terms when when you're when you're pursuing god now god himself could become an idol worship where he is the savior to your own problems and that's and that's a problem why is that a problem because you're negating yourself and and god will not come down and find your your being and and fix your emotion and get rid of your anger. He won't do those things for you, you must do them. But there should be a relationship with God, like, God help me, let's talk about this, right? I'm not saying there should be no relationship, but I mean, it's still a give and take, just like any other relationship. And when there's a worship, you're negating yourself. And you're thinking your perspective of God is perfect. And you need to develop that because you don't fully understand God. Nobody does. You could have idol worship in the ancient sense, where you want to have the powers of that tree from God, meaning God relates to the world from above and through tentacles of of, of forms of power. And, and attaching to those powers and, and and worshiping them, and the reason that biblically, biblically, the uh, those were considered idol worship and not towards God, towards 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 the true form of power at the top, was because they they pursued it with a sense of idol worship, where it's perfect, but it's not perfect if it receives power. And if it's not perfect, then it's it's broken. Now, why am I going to connect to that? Am I not also a tentacle of God's power? Am I not also part of the tree, right? Like, why should I honor the sun more than I honor myself? We're both creations from heaven. We're both creations of God. The son has his job. I got mine. I have profinity. The son has profinity. Why would I have some sort of worship to that? And the same goes with God. Why would I have the worship with the only present? If if I have profinity beyond, not beyond, but individual individualistic of God. Not separate from God, but in my own experience as profinity. And my experience is the is the core foundation to any sort of growth or development or relationship. So I need to act like I have profinity. Or not just act, I do act like I have profinity beyond just with God's profinity. And the relationship with God is saying, okay, I have profinity, but I think God, you are a part of that profanity, And then and then God can reciprocate and, and tell me how I'm a part of His profinity. And so on and so forth. But there's that give and take. And as you call out more to God in a real sense, in a relationship sense, in a real relationship sense, when there's anger, there's anger, when there's. Forgiveness, there's forgiveness. When there's love, there's love. When there's need, there's a need to withdraw, to withdraw. This reminds me of uh, King David in Psalms says, you know, when he's talking about his sin with Bathsheba, his cardinal sin of life, his devastation of all his power and development of soul. He's screaming out this prayer almost, and he's saying, "God, you don't want my, you don't want my zivchei, uh, you don't want my uh, my sacrifices. You're not interested in that. But what you're interested is in my broken heart. That that's what, that's what will make you glad when you see me in a broken state." And then he goes on to say that. But now I need to leave. I need to go internally and figure out what's messed up about me. Let me take care, like an accounting. And God, you're not a part of that accounting. I need to leave you. Because in this accounting, in this accounting that I have with you, God, I don't, it's not with you, it's with me. And if I bring you into it, then it's going to be biased. It's going to be biased in my perception of who you are and I need it to, to be fully who I am. Because this sin came from me. It didn't come from you, God. So I need to leave you, God. I need to withdraw from you. I sinned from you. You need to withdraw from me and I need to withdraw from you. Is that interesting? You think that if you sin to someone, only the party that got sinned to, the party that got hurt, needs to withdraw. But it's not true. Both parties have to withdraw. The party that sinned, has to withdraw to find themselves in that sin and to find the, a restructure of life especially such a sin and the other party the party that they receive because they they're just hurt they they don't they don't see the relationship forward till they need till they restructure their own life with that with them with that sin uh, incorporated and that takes time and then he says his final. I think the final verse, the second verse, the second final verse. He says, "Okay, and then I'll come back to you, and I'll go to Chatsves Kochech I'll go to your holy gates, and I'll and I'll bow to you once again, and I'll and I'll and I'll renegotiate our relationship." So we see that there's there's this need to withdraw, even with the greats, or or, or great example. Withdrawal, but come back the withdrawal has to have some sort of sense where yeah but I do want to come back like the programmer right they're on the computer you know jacked up with coffee but they could stop and say this is a computer this is not me this is code this is not me this is a world but it's not me I need to withdraw from it find myself and then hopefully get back to it. Now in the finding themselves, they might find that ideal, this new structure that they're like, this is not, this is not making me the greatest person I could be. So let's put that aside. Or they'll come back and say, well, let's, let's take it from another angle. And so there's this constant reciprocation of, of experience between one and another. So let's conclude. Idol worship is as profound as it was in ancient times, if not more. The, I had I always used to define it by two problems. There's the idol worship of the the service against God, like in the ancient sense, meaning it's not the broken motive of idol worship but the the fact that it's deviating towards someone other than God and that's and that's and that's that brings the wrath of God on man and then there's the second component where it distracts themselves from themselves and that is God right it's a deeper sense it's like the the ydhava it's the it's a deeper sense of God, where God is is within you. It's not out there. It's it's not abstract. It's God is the best person you could be in the deepest sense of that. And when you're distracted, even if you're distracted by God and your definition of God, you're not being who you are, and then you're deviating from God, and you're deviating from your best self. And they're equal. They really are equal. So so pay attention to the world. Uh, Pay attention to, and try to try to see who's in these camps, and find what in your life is idol worship. And I think there's never fully a a, a possibility of fully deviating away from idol worship because we're always looking for a, a help, a comfort from our suffering. Because just being alive is suffering. So. But the goal is to constantly purify your motive and allow the expression of full being to unfold. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.